Hey guys, my name is Ruth and welcome back to Uncharted Faith. Today we're going to talk about who you've always been. And uh, this isn't a dress rehearsal, this little thing called life. And I remember for myself, oftentimes I thought that, well, if I just make a mistake, I'm going to work with it. It was a lot like Bob Ross and like, oh, that's a bird now. No, that's a mountain. And I just thought that I could just work with my mistakes. And I was content with being that person. And I was content with living that way. So today we're going to talk about who you've always been. And if you like my channel, be one of the 23 followers. Thank you guys for those of you that are following me. And um, go ahead and like and subscribe and if you really like it go ahead and tell someone else about this channel as well but today we're going to talk about who you've always been this morning as I got up out of bed and um, you got dressed and got ready for the day and I had a little bit of work to do even though working on Sundays isn't my favorite thing to do but I got out of bed I got dressed and I was looking in the mirror and I just thought wow have I always been this person you know this this once very dark, very scared little girl who just wanted nothing but to die. Like, have I always been this person? You know, and today I look around my life. I've got, I've got a home. I've got a house. I've got a couple dogs and uh, I've got a couple people around me in my life that love me and that pour into me and I get to pour into them and we get to do this thing called life together. I've got a beautiful family that's kind of scattered in Oklahoma and Missouri and, um, and I look around at, at my family and I look around at what God has given me. And I feel like the shell that has been on my eyes and on my heart and on my soul has been broken off. And it didn't happen overnight. You know, the house didn't happen overnight. And I just remember earlier this year just being being someone that was willing to get out of the boat. You know, I don't know if you're a Bible person or not. You don't have to be, but I will reference the Bible and Scripture in my podcast uh, because I like to talk about my faith in real time and my recovery in real time. I was a drunk and an alcoholic that really had no hope for tomorrow. I barely had hope for today, and my my biggest game plan was to go get a bottle or get get a beer and to just black out because that's the kind of drinker I was. I would just black out. I didn't know I was blacking out for the longest time for years. I didn't understand what addiction was. I didn't understand that addiction was was ruling my life and that that was just all that I knew. And, um, you know, my great plan was to black out for the day because I just wanted the noise to stop. I wanted the insanity between my ears. I wanted the lies to shut up just for a moment. These lies that told me that I wasn't enough. These lies that told me that I was ugly and that nobody wants me and that people just want to use me and abuse me and toss me to the side when they're done with me. Those were the lies that I had believed for so long. And relationship after relationship, whether it was with with a man or with somebody else where I just felt used and abused and I felt like well if they're just going to use me I'm just going to use them use them first and that was my mentality I, I remember being in survival mode and it wasn't that I was this ugly soul that just wanted to use you but I didn't know what else to do and I knew that the booze was not taking me out and I really didn't want to live life and I just wanted to get good and drunk for the next moment and if you could stand to be in a room with me for five minutes then that was my open door to try to see what I could do and not to hurt you but just to I'm I'm in survival mode and I wanted to use people and I'm not proud of that fact I'm not proud of the people that I convinced to let me stay with them so I could just get good and drunk again I'm not proud of running out on people and 
sneaking out of my parents' house when they were just trying to, uh, they really didn't know what to do, but they just knew they didn't want their baby girl dead. And I had no concept of caring for that in that moment when all I could see was my darkness. All I could see was this pitfall around me. And I don't know how else to describe it other than this emotional fog and this gray cloud that just followed me everywhere. And that was all I could see. And so today, living a life where I get to lock the door, the front door to my home, and I get to love my dogs, and I get to love other people, and I get to own a business, and I get to care for employees, and I get to make mistakes today, and I get to fall within grace today, and I get to call people today, I get to call my sponsor, I get to work with my sponsees, and I get to just do life with other people today, and I don't have to hide today. And if there's an emotional fog that's clouding my judgment today, it's there but just for a moment because today I pick up the phone or I hit my knees and I cry out to God and I look for a solution because we seek what's valuable. There's a story in the Bible where this young lady where she um, she lost, I want to say it was a gold coin or she lost some amount of money and she searched her whole house for it. She searched her whole house and she finally found it because we seek what's valuable to us. I don't know if you've ever lost something that's valuable, um, but we seek for it. And the other day I went, you know, with the price of inflation and everything, I bought this beautiful cup from Starbucks that has a sign language on the front that means together. And together means something to me today because I do life together. I do life with other women. I do life with other men today. And so it just had a beautiful significance. And um, I also know sign language and uh, just the deaf community has a special place in my heart. So when I bought this cup, it meant something to me. And I left it because I can be absent-minded at times, but I left it. And so I reached out to friends and I said, hey, if, if you if you go to this location before I do and you find this, will you please, because it means something to me, it's valuable to me. And thankfully I, I did get the cup retrieved and I'm really grateful for that. But I sought after that cup because it meant something. It had value to me. And so we seek what is valuable to us. And for me, what was valuable for the longest time were the lies that I believed, the lies that I held on to. Because if I believed that I was no good, if I really believed that um, I was just a waste of space, then that meant I had no responsibility. That meant that I could stay drunk. That meant I could stay in my pity party. And all of y'all were just cramping my style when I wanted to sit there and to say, woe is me and pity party and I can't believe this happened and I'm never going to get better and there's no hope and there's no nothing and pour me a drink. That was what was valuable to me at that time. And I don't know what happened. I don't know why I necessarily even fought for my sobriety other than God was doing for me what I could not do for myself. And other than the fact that I knew that a lot of people were praying for this very wounded soul. And so I remember just fighting last year and I remember really fighting for a solution and just saying, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that I can't go backwards. And for the first time in my life on July 24th of 2022, I was reaching for a solution rather than reaching for a drink. I was reaching for God rather than reaching for the familiar. I was reaching for the unknown because I knew that I couldn't go backwards anymore because if I went backwards, I knew where that was going to end. And I didn't know why I didn't want that anymore, but I just knew something had to change. 
they say something in, in my recovery program where they say you carry the message, you don't carry the alcoholic. If you want to stay in your misery, that's great and fine. People loved me in my misery and they prayed for me and they hurt because of where I was at, but that was all I wanted. No one can make you today want to be anything more than what you are in that moment. And you don't have to be any more whole, any more broken, any more whatever. You just simply have to say, you know what, God, I want something different. You know what, I'm going to take this worry, I'm going to take this doubt, I'm going to take this addiction with me, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to show up to church today. I'm going to show up to church and I'm, I might sing the praise songs, I might not, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to do something different because I believe in my heart of hearts that God has called me to be something more than this darkness that is and gripped and encased my soul and enmeshed every part of my being for so long. When we open the door for God a little bit, we allow him to come in and to make moves. We allow him to be able to move that mountain. But when the Bible says that we just need the faith of a grain of mustard seed, it's this itty bitty faith. Why? Because it's not about me and it's not about you. It's not about your trauma. It's not about your past. It's not about where you've been. It's not about what you've done or who you've done. It is about God's grace. It is so much more than what you can see right now. And if you're like me and you're in that emotional fog and you stay there and you stay stuck and you stay in this moment where you're just like, I can't do anything. Oh, but you can. Dear one, I know what you're feeling. I know what, what it's like to have those suicidal thoughts just engrossed into your head and saying like, that's the only thing that good you can do in this life is to end your life is to take yourself out. I am telling you, loved one, valued one, that it doesn't have to end this way, that you don't have to be that way. Maybe you don't struggle with addiction. Maybe you don't struggle with depression the way that I have, but maybe you're so stuck in your life and, and you're just, you know that there's something more and it bugs you. It bugs you when you get up in the morning. It bugs you throughout the day because you feel like you were meant for more than where you're at in that moment. And all I can say to you right now is that if you feel that there's something in your heart and in your soul that you were meant for more, get on your knees and cry out to God and to say, God, help. Because when we finally get out of the way and we let God be God in our lives and not just, oh yes, I, I trust God enough to, I went to church this week. You're welcome. Like God doesn't need your church attendance. God doesn't need that. What he needs is a broken and contrite heart. What he needs is for us to cry out and to say, God, I didn't ask for this life. I didn't ask for this emptiness and I don't know how to feel it, God. And I've tried what the world says. I've tried the career. I've tried the family. I've tried everything. And so when we're finally ready to let go and to say, God, I need you, that's when God can show up in our lives. God could not show up in my life until I was ready to, to let him. It wasn't that God was any less God in that moment. But God's not, God's a, they say God's a gentleman. He's not going to encroach in our lives. He's not going to come in. He's not going to bombard your life where he's not welcomed. I heard someone, someone say the other day, oh, well, I prayed and God didn't fix it. Oh, okay. But did he not give you hands? Did he not give you feet? Did he not give you a will? Did he not give you a desire? God did all these things for you. But he says, I'm not going to sit here and be God when you want to keep playing God. One of the biggest things that I had to learn when I, when I finally got on my knees and cried out to God and said, I didn't ask for this. God said, cool. And, and he said, you need to put your money where your mouth is. You need to go and do the work now. You need to stop drinking. You need to pour it out. You need to reach out, take a slice of humble pie and realize that you're not God. 
And God was always gentle with me. He was never angry. He was never berating and browbeating. None of this stuff that I had encountered in the past with, with men, specifically this one particular, like it was never that it was never shaming. It was never guilt. It was like, baby girl, here's what I need you to do now. Baby girl, come on. We're going to take that fear. We're going to take that doubt. We're going to take that depression and we're going to go to work today. We're going to take the physical weakness and we're going to go ahead and we're going to show up today. We don't get to quit today. I can't stay on the couch and still say that I trust God with a bottle in my hand. I have to put the bottle down and I have to do something different. It costs me something in order to have the freedom and the peace that I have. God, if it's a relationship, it means it has to be both ways. It can't be one way. It can't be just praying to God like he's Santa Claus and saying, God, I need you to do. I need you to come. No, God says, I will give you this day your daily bread, but you have to trust me. You have to stop trying to force my will and my way however you Ruth think is the right way for you to do it I need you to stop it I need you to stop trying to control and stop trying to manipulate and stop trying to do all these things because either I'm God or I'm not I'm either everything or I'm nothing and if you keep trying to do things in your own strength you're going to keep getting the same result and that's insanity if you're anything like me I got up this morning and I locked the door to my home And I put my dogs after they've been fed and sort of walked, walked walked-ish, walked enough, right? And I tuck them away and I lock the house and I get the keys to my car. The fact that I have keys to a car, the fact that I have a valid driver's license, these are nothing short of miracles that God has done in my life. The fact that I'm still living and breathing, the fact that I have air in my lungs today, despite having a .60 blood alcohol level. The fact that I've gone through what I've gone through and that I survived it is nothing short of God's grace because I kept trying to say there's no purpose here. And God said, baby girl, mm -mm, that's not how your story ends. So we get up and we go and we show up today. And when, when I lock the door to my house and I get in my car, I know who God is. And I take a look at myself in the mirror and I take a look at the makeup on my face and the clean clothes and the hot shower I had to, I got to have this morning. And I see the happiness and the peace and the content. And I see the, 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 the warrior spirit. And I see all these things in me today. And I realized that I was always this girl. I was always this person that had value, even though for the longest time I would have, I would have definitely killed to, to, and taken it to my, my tomb. That this was who I was meant to be. I thought that I was just washed up, a waste of space. I was uh, terminal uniqueness, right? I thought that God made a mistake when he made me. Right? That God loved you, but he can't love me. That Jesus died on the cross for your sin, but not for my sin. Because don't you know how special I am? Right? Even in that, I just was filled with so much pride and so much entitlement that I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. It wasn't until I was willing to say, God, help. And he showed up. It wasn't some fancy prayer. It wasn't some drawn out these and thous and shalls. It was just simple God help and said, God said, okay. He said, but you don't get to stay stuck. You don't get to stay where you've been. You get up, you take a shower, you put your shoes on and you go to work and you show up and you pray and you ask me for my strength and you stop trying to play. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And it's a moment by moment thing. I don't have all the answers today and I don't know a whole lot, but what I know is that God is God of my heart and he's God of my life and he's God in these areas when I let him. 
when I'm willing to stand, stand down, when I'm willing to stand down, God can show up and miracles happen. And, and just who I am today, I've always been this person. I've always been kind. I've always been a giver. I've always been that person, but I could not see it. I had no idea how to see it then. So if you're anything like me and you're struggling, or maybe you don't quite know who you are today, you don't have to have all the answers today. You just have to let God be God today. That's it. All we have is this moment right now. So wherever you're at, my challenge to you is to let God in and to let him be God. And you take that worry, that worry and that fear and that depression, that anxiety, that addiction, it's not going to go away overnight. It's a process. It's a moment by moment we trust him. Because God says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And God is wanting to transform your heart and to transform your spirit. And it's little by little, moment by moment. It's baby step after baby step. And then you're going to get to a point where you look back and you see, wow, look what God has done. And you might be facing a challenge right now that you think is too much for you. But I want you to take a moment to look back and to see how God gave you the strength then and he's giving you the strength now but when you're at that gym pumping those iron pumping your iron and doing your sets and doing your reps it's hard and it's heavy and it hurts but slowly but surely you start to become a little bit stronger that's how faith is faith is something we have to exercise it's it's not some magical pill the peace fairy is not going to come and grant you peace overnight it's a moment by moment it's hard it's ugly but it's worth it because you're worth it. And if you're listening to this message right now, you have been prayed over and there's something in your life that God has anointed and that has purpose. And you might not see it now, but I see it and God sees it. And let that grow and just take your faith with you one moment at a time. Recovery for me didn't happen overnight. It happened through a lot of toil, a lot of stress, a lot of tears, blood, sweat, and tears. But we made it and we're continuing to do it day by day, moment by moment. I love you guys and I pray that you have the best Sunday ever.